Hi everybody and welcome to the latest episode of the NSL's podcast. Hope you're all keeping well this evening. I'm done to be joined by Ross, Anthony and Francis. How you all doing? All good, mate. All good. Good, mate. Aye, all, all going well, mate. Good to be back on and uh, aye, nerves well and truly kicking in now for the big game on Sunday. But uh, yeah, we're here. Here we go. It's Friday night. What's the, How are you doing, lovely. Stephen? I'm doing absolutely fine. I seen the, the new Sonic movie tonight. It was absolutely balling like it was good. <laughs> yeah, I wish I hadn't asked. <laughs> <laughs> For a kids' movie, it was top quality, top comedy and all that. But here, we'll get stuck right into it. As Anthony said, there are all the nerves are kicking right in. And we'll come to the main news that kind of came out today. Not even of the game, of a game predicted in the future. Andrew's homecoming has lost one of his support acts, much like a circus would do. What do you think about that? I mean, there was a whole lot of controversy when we found out about it. People were going, it's commercialising it, blah, blah, blah. But now they've dropped out. There's a wee bit of infighting in their, ca- their camp and it's kind of like a wee bit of comeuppance, isn't it? Uh, I'm, I'm a bit like Angie's self in his press conference. Like he, he alluded to, he said, like, I'm, I'm not disappointed about it because it's something that I, I, I don't get disappointed about things that are out of my control. I'm, I said previously that I'm no arsed either way if Rangers were there or no. Probably them pulling out is going to please the majority of the air support. So it'll maybe put this sort of chapter, fiasco, whatever you want to call it, uh, to bed. Uh, and we can now concentrate on the more important things, which is Celtic going for a league title, try to win back a league title in a, a big match on Sunday. And by the way, I'm not, it sounds like I'm having a go at you there for bringing this up. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> it always sounds like I'm having a pop at you. <laughs> but uh, aye, to... it's, it's, it, it was a, a sideshow that's going to be happening in November. And it was something that we, did, we didn't really need in uh, Rangers have done us a favour, eh, in my opinion. We don't need them there. They were going to be there. I wasn't bothered. They're not going to be there now. I'm no bothered. It'll be good for Ange to take his, take his Celtic team back home and showcase them. And that's what it's all about. Eh, and Rangers can do whatever they want, frankly. I think it's fair to say, Ross, you just could have said that Ballard, we could have moved on. But thanks for dragging <laughs> well, it out. Appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. But I, mean, yeah, I like to drag it out. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, Alfie, like you look you look at it and it, as Ross rightly said, it's a sideshow kind of a, a distraction and a lot of infighting among camps, but who kind of benefited most was um Rangers in terms of their fighting, their ex chairman's coming out <laughs> offering to pay the bill what they were gonna receive. But what the more I'm coming for more of a com- comedy type angle, you look at this situation and you're thinking not maybe the, the circus years as previous, but it's just good to see a wee bit of, wee bit of hanging there side, isn't it? A wee bit of laughing. Uh, absolutely. I mean, I was trying to think of a comparison, uh, Stephen, and I, I remember a few years ago uh, when I was going to see Oasis for my 21st birthday party uh, at Wembley Stadium, and um, news came through in the afternoon that uh, one of the wee guys for the enemy had pulled out because he had a stomach bug, as if that was meant to put a, a dampener on proceedings. Um, so he wasn't; they weren't going to be on the, the 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 bill. You know, you're only there to see one show, and and that's it. And whether mm-hmm. people like it or not, on the other side, Ange Postecoglou and Glasgow Celtic are the headline act in that tournament, and everything else is just a sideshow. As is the and and the, the monies that both clubs were get, going to be getting for it proved that. 
Um, despite what they protest, Celtic were getting more of a fee to be there because they're a bigger act, they're a bigger, they're a bigger draw. They don't like hearing that, but it's there might even be some Celtic fans that might actually say that that's not true. But it is Celtic worldwide, and as a, a brand and as a support, are a bigger, more attractive club to go and follow and and watch. And um, I think it's absolutely hilarious all these uh, Rangers supporters now that have fought it for tickets that have now got tickets for a Celtic game. Um, but we'll go, we'll do our bit, we'll you know yet again attract another new generation of fans by the way we go and behave and um, support the team. Um, and you'll go there as a homecoming hero, hopefully with a few more trophies uh, for this yep. season in terms of us. Um, we'll go, we'll put on a good show. Um, and I'm, I'm, like, it's, not, it's, it's not something I'm particularly, um, you know, there's a, a lot of between now and then, but I was never a fan of the team there in the first place. Um, I thought it was a needless distraction, but I was prepared to not say about it on the fact that, you know, they were getting so riled about it. And it's no sage old story. You know, you never interrupt your enemy when they're, they're making a mistake. Um, <laughs> I just felt there was nothing for us to gain from it. Um, I think, you know, it would have, for a lot of ways, I think we would have been dragged down but it well, mm. a lot of the stuff that goes on. Um, I appreciate it's not going to be, it wasn't like, it wasn't exactly going to be, Sydney isn't exactly Brigton Cross, but, you know, you only have to look at what happened in the, the Florida mid-season tournament a couple of years ago where the organisers had to apologise to, to local neighbourhoods um, because of the, their behaviour. So we don't we don't need to be part of that. Um, yeah. I, I'm very much a signer of we believer in the we're not one half of anything. Um, so, like I say, we'll go, we'll put on a show everywhere we go. Yeah, 100%. I mean, you're 100% right, and the cat's an old phrase of itself. But <laughs> look at Alan Francis as well, just to round it off, round this topic off. And Ross alluded to the fact that Posta Coldley in his interview does a game, palmed it off. And I think he said along the lines of any extra tickets are going to be friends and family, so it doesn't bother him that much anyway. But <laughs> it's just a sign of the man. It's pure class. It's just, he just oozes it. And Celtic Football Club, as Anthony said, was the main headline show. The other guys involved were just part acts, weren't they? Oh, totally, Stephen. Like, as I said in another pod, I was kind of against it, just like sort of aligning ourselves with the Rangers to go and play in a tournament. But I've seen like some interviews in that, and it's coming for like folk for Australia and some of the sponsors. And it was always going to be Celtic, the two Sydney teams, and the other in AC Milan were one of the teams they spoke of, and obviously the Rangers. So they weren't even second or third choice in this this tournament. They were actually fourth. So, from that point of view, the more it dragged on the comedy side, I, w- I was loving it. Like the, the banter years, the banter was getting kind of passed over. Like The whole sponsors and everything but advertising is Angie's homecoming. So, it must have just yep. been railing everybody. Clearly, it was railing the support. And it's obviously just got too much for the board because they've come out and said they've not used the old firm tag enough and to advertise and that. So, the fact that the support acts are... It's pulled out. It's just, it's it is quite funny. They've, I think the timing they've tried to sort of do it to galvanise the fans going into Sunday, but we all know they've kind of been pressured by it with their fans. It's not they would have been there, but I think they're trying to see the bigger yeah. picture on their side with their fans. There's there's a wee bit of disarmament between the board and the section of their fans. So I, I think they're trying to get the reluctantly after Dave King seems to have said he's got to pay the money. Suddenly they're not. They're not going back. Oh, I will just get somebody else, Stephen, to come and 
hundred percent. Maybe so maybe that's a Submariner Ross County. I mean, they're on the same level. Now we joke. But I mean, you, you, you look you look at it as well. Just to round it off in the comments, I mean, everyone's kind of agreeing what we're saying. Alistair Jack said that they could have made a bigger balls of it if they tried, which is true. Yeah. Jed Thomas has come in spot on awfully. I've been lucky to visit a few Celtic supporters club in Europe and America with a massive following. And Kenny as well. Oh, I'm so glad the tribute deck is not going down to homecoming tour. At least Sydney will be safe from the, the jambons, as he says. But I just want to say evening to every everyone watching the game. We appreciate all the support in the comments, flat and keep them coming. And just to finish off, Danny Boy aren't quarantine rules a bit stricter from lepers and zombies and those. So, <laughs> <fair enough. laughs> I don't think they hand but, out as, visas to convicted criminals. I think that's one of their big things. But we'll move swiftly off that. I just wanted to gauge where, where you're coming from. and the, the comments are along them lines as well. So keep the comments coming in. We'll get you involved. And we'll look at April again before we come on to the actual game itself. We've been building this game up since last week on the podcast. So we'll ease, we'll ease into it. And I'll come to yourself first, Anthony, for this one. April is shaping up to be one, probably the most critical month of this season in terms of what, what it could mean. We've got a game against them, the Derby game on Sunday, a cup game. The split comes into play. I think it's time for Celtic to motor on, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And of course, we're going to be getting on to the, the sort of squad uh, updates that Ange gave us uh, in, in a wee while. But um, we're looking in pretty good shape in terms of, you know, personnel available. But, um, you know, like you're absolutely spot on, Stephen. This is the, the, the business end of the season, as they, as they call it, or, uh, you know, squeaky bum time, as uh, Sir Alex would call it. Um, <laughs> We said about about you with stuff you were telling us in the group chat ten minutes. <laughs> but, uh, you know that's the that, that's just what being a big club's all about, and um, you know the, the title race is close this year, um, regardless. But you know it's it's just going to be you know the international breaks out the way now. It's just disappointing with that, those um, matches for reasons that we we all know they, they weren't the, the World Cup playoffs that we hoped they were going to be, and. Um, but it's just got to that point now where it's every game. You, you hate using the, the cliche, but you can understand why managers would use it. Every game as a cup final because it's in the next four weeks, you're probably going to have three derbies. Um, you're going to have, obviously, this game on Sunday. Following weeks, the last game before the split against St Johnston. Yeah. Um, you then have the cup semi-final and the historic semi-final weekend with the two derbies uh, in the one weekend. And then I would imagine um, that that um, absolute random uh, computer will probably um, schedule us to play Rangers uh, very quickly um, once the split happens. So it's really all we play for in April, and um, hopefully, if uh, we put in put in the hard shift in uh, in April, we can party on in May. Hundred percent. Can he come in there and say he loves your shirt? Anthony, I quite like it too. It's quite quite neat. It's like an, an eighty-eight uh, special, one of one of my favourite ever hoops. Uh, favourite. Yeah. It's just it's iconic, a and just, along with the husband shirt, it's uh, there's there's very few that come close to it for me. Nah, it's the wee but collar, again, the, the wee button. I love it, man. But you, you look at it as well. <laughs> <laughs> you look at it as well, Franny. I mean, the squad is healthy now. I think it's only Bar James Forrest. For this game coming up anyway, he's injured. The rest of them are in in the squad. Turnbull and Kugel get included, but we'll come on to that. And going into this month of April, as Anthony said, it's three literal derby games. It could be. Then you look at the split coming in, we'll be playing the top six. This is critical. I mean, if we win this week, and I believe we'll go on and win the league, but we need to keep that going throughout, as Anthony rightly said, they're a business end of the season. Oh, no, that's right. And I'm, I'm like you, Stephen. If we if we get the three points on Sunday, it's a, with the goal difference, it's, they've got that extra point. I don't see how 
I think that'll be his 14 games, 14 wins and one drawn 15 game in the last 15 games. And that'll move on to like, what'll be 32, 33 games unbeaten domestically. And we're then expected to drop points in three games with, with six left, like half half the games. I just, I don't see that actually happening. So Sunday in terms of the league is, could could be absolutely massive for us. If we get, if we get the three points, I think we win the league. Then obviously you uh, the St Johnston game at Parkhead, you would hopefully, without counting your chickens, hopefully that that's a bit of a formality. Being at home, St Johnston aren't exactly playing great this season, and then going into the the cup semi final, if you get a good result on Sunday, you're going into that game after beating them twice in the last two games against them. So you're going in with a lot of confidence. I hope beating them again. Obviously, they'll have European games in between. We've seen the have maybe had a wee bit of a European hangover sometimes and, and things like that. So April April is a, a massive, massive month mm-hmm. for us. I just think there's so much to be achieved in such a little time. And you've got to say, the way the team's playing, you've got to have confidence that we're, we, we can get through this month very positively. Yeah, 100%. And as well, Ross, I was listening to the, the Sky Sports interview that Anne's got for his third manager of month award, which is absolutely fantastic. And he was talking about the start of the season when we went into the first uh, derby game. When you're starting with Alexa Christie, Edward, they left the next day. The squad was in disarray. If you're looking at this month now, April, I mean, if, if we're honest, a lot of us thought we wouldn't be in this position or on top of the table anyway. Touch and distance, yes, but we've exceeded expectations in that part, in my opinion. And that's Anne's Postacoglu, his style of play. You look at the squad in the April, the end of the season, apart from James Forrest, it's fully fit, and that's a scary prospect for the rest of the teams, isn't it? Aye, it's very scary. It's, I think he alluded to it in his interview as well, saying that it's probably the strongest the squad has been all season, given that, obviously, when after the January window, we brought, obviously, the Japanese guys in, and uh, O'Reilly and stuff, and um, the squad was looking good, but there was still other players to come back, like, say, Kyogo, Turnbull, yep. and they're starting to come back into the team now. And, I mean, it's evident that we only James Forrest out, that this is now the strongest we've been all season. We've got a full quota to pick for, and it's going into, like you've alluded to, the biggest month of the season. And, there, like Franny said, there's so much to be achieved. Like, there's so many big games in quick succession and it is the biggest month of the season and if if we have a successful month then May becomes the biggest month of the season and you, you, you roll on to May because if, yep. if you have a successful April then you've disposed the Rangers in the semi-final and then at that point if, if you've beat Rangers at Ibrox the league's all but sewn up you roll on to May you keep like trying to obviously win every game in the league and get it sewn up as soon as possible. And then if you've won the semi-final, then you go into a final in May, which is absolutely massive. I mean, imagine if we've got that league won by then and we've got a final to look forward to in May where we can win an unprecedented treble. I mean, it does not be a thing about like how ridiculously good and like we've won trebles before and it's been amazing obviously the the first one under Rodgers was phenomenal but 
mm-hmm. for me, if if we get this, I know I'm getting a, a slightly far ahead of myself. There's a lot of football to be played, but if if we can do it, if we do a treble this season, it's incredible. It's it's the the best achievement treble wise of them all in in recent yeah. in recent memory. It's it's just incredible, and I mean. Even if even if we don't get the treble, which is very possible as well, but we win the league and we get a double, I think over the piece, I think you can, in my opinion, I think you can come out the season, go into next season, look forward to it, and say quite quite confidently that we have got a world class coach at the helm, and yeah, I hope he's I here for a very long time. Uh, Obviously, in football, that doesn't quite happen like an Alex Ferguson or that now. But you, you don't want to count your chickens, but the type of character Ange is, he doesn't look like he's going anywhere anytime soon, put it that way. And he, I just, I, I can't speak highly enough of the guy. And if this is how well the team is playing at this stage of his tenure, it's it's only going to get better. It, it, the the improvement in such a so, short space of time has been like incredible. And they've they've all said before the the guys that have seen these other teams playing that the second season is going to be the best season, or it's 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 certainly going to be better than this season. If it gets any better than this season for what we've witnessed so far, <laughs> just bring it on. Long may it continue. Yeah, I 100% agree. It's a frightening prospect, especially with a squad uh, fully fit and healthy. And James made a great comment to Capital on for a long time there, saying it's great now to have a strong bounce. I totally agree. The bounce mm-hmm. makes a fatal difference, especially now with the five sub rule. You can rotate, you can bring fresh legs on, whether it's a batter coming off the bounce, Mieta, Kyogo in the weekend, hopefully. And Kenny comes up here one game at a time, boys. Yes, we all, we all agree with that, Kenny, but I think it's, it's, the, it's the position we're all in now. It's the confidence of Postacoglu gives us and get into this game on Sunday Francis I'm full of confidence yes I'm nervous the nerves are still there I'm not going to lie I'm not going to say I think it'll be a walk in the park I think Rangers will play far better than they did at Parkhead they're home they've got the crowd we've got 700 fans there which is welcome but again that's another debate for another day I think that's ridiculous the whole fan allocation type thing you get into the game on Sunday with the fantastic news that Anne strapped today that the squad is fit it's healthy and Kyogo's back I mean, this is what we've been debating for two or three weeks now. If he's coming back, will him or Gigi start together or Mieta and that kind of thing? Let's not do that right now, but how much of a boost do you think it is that Kyogo is back in that team in the squad? Oh, it's, a, it's a massive boost. I mean, you just need to go back to <coughs> earlier on in the season. Was it a Stuttgart game where having McGregor, looked like Kevin McGregor weren't playing, then next thing you know, you see them out warming up and stuff and they're named in the starting like these type of guys will always give the team, the fans, everybody around the club a boost. It's not to say that we've like I don't want to say we've we've not missed the guy, but Jack and Marcus has stepped up to the plate. I think it when when Kyogo got uh, injured and it looked like we all thought he was out for a wee while, we were like some of us were a bit wondering if Jack and Marcus could start step up and other players and got to say we've we've not actually missed the guy so it is a daunting prospect for for everybody else. That arguably our best striker, uh, one of our better best players, is now back and for uh, back and ready for the running. And just the fact that Rangers obviously dropped the news of 
their talisman not being available and the same day we drop the news that Kyogo comes back. It's just it just it's like another wee sort of nail in the coffin the Rangers. Like they're obviously their fans will maybe be a wee bit down after that. They've had they've had many of them nails. I know. <laughs> I know. Um, they'll be a wee bit down after probably that news and we obviously announced that Kyogo's fit and stuff. So I I just think for, for everybody for morale it's just to know that he's he's back and got to be re- ready to be called on and stuff and good to go. It's it can only be a best for everybody. Hundred mm-hmm. percent agree. And Magranda's back in here again tonight. Welcome, Granda. He says the defense needs to wake up. And I totally agree. The defense needs to be on form in this game on Sunday. It, it, it needs to be Joe Hart needs to be on his best because, as I said, I think Rangers will play better. There'll be lots of pressure, especially in the early stages. So we'll have to stand up to that pressure. And coming to yourself, Ross, about getting into this game, Kyogo's back as as uh, Francis rightly said. They're our star striker, <coughs> Alfredo Morelos. was seen on crutches. That, that's rumors on social media. And then his committee is going to be out for a couple of weeks. Do you think, we've heard ex-managers say the psychological thing plays a part before games and pre-games and that type of thing. Do you think this is one major psychological boost to Celtic? Um, I think probably time will tell uh, when the game starts and stuff like that. But theoretically, you, you would think that that's going to be a boost for Celtic mentally and mentally for Rangers, it's going to go the other way. You never quite know, but... Ranger, uh, Morelos didn't play for Rangers in the the previous game and I don't think it was due to injury but I think it was he, he, can't he mind was how he never ah, he was away ah, he wasn't batting time or something like that nah, but he never played in that yeah. and uh, I think Kamar Roof played for them that night mm. he he never done a hang in that game Kamar Roof is he's a he's a good goal poacher he gets you goals and stuff like that but he doesn't bring the Rangers team what Morelos does and uh, in terms of like link up play and uh, hold up and he, he, Morelos is just a better player it's it's no Roof's fault but uh, for me if, if we were going into that game on Sunday and we got the news that Giacomacus wasn't able to play and we were going to like Mahi <laughs> but if <laughs> if we got that news, I would be gutted. I'd be sitting here right now on this pod going, oh my God, this, this is a worry. And we've got better options than, Ranger, than Rangers, I would say, to replace him. Obviously, Kyogo's back, we could have brought him in. But you'd still be worried because Kyogo has not played any football. But for me, I think it's a huge loss for Rangers. And I don't want to like keep going on about them but uh, that news when I heard that today I, I was nothing more than delighted and of course you want to beat Rangers at their strongest but if they're going to go into a game of this magnitude where they need to win and they haven't got their, their main striker I, I'll take that all day every day mm-hmm. I 100% agree and I think as well many times have we faced Rangers with a totally weak squad it's very exactly. rare that we go in fully fit as well, so it's great to have that kind of boost as well. But before I come to yourself, Anthony, a few comments coming in. Alistair Jack, Rufus Pish, I agree. <laughs> Kenny, said that, <laughs> Kenny, Kenny said that Ruth was a totally useless at, at Celtic Park. <laughs> I think Danny Boy sums up Morelos' injury. He stubbed his toe at the buffet table during international duty. That's fair <laughs> enough. And then Steve McDonald, welcome along, Stephen. Celtic life, love it. But if you, if you come to Anthony as well, like, Yes, it's one player we're talking about here, Kyogo, but he, he won us the League Cup single-handedly with them two fantastic goals and 
you can't underestimate his importance to the team. Whether he's on the side of the pitch shaking the players' hands when they come off training or warming up, he'll be at least there in the squad. We don't know what party he'll play, but it's just great that you'll hear his name being rung out in the team sheet, like isn't it? Absolutely, I think he's. Um, although it's, you always get a bit worried about when you when you lavish players with with the certain praise. But in terms of his off the ball movement and what he's done for the club in the short time he's there, he it's. I don't think it's an exaggeration to say that he's he's certainly up there with anything we've seen since uh, since Henrik left, uh, and his performance in the cup final uh, proved that. Uh, but we have to, like you say, that as the boys are saying, he's he's not kicked a ball since before Christmas, so we have to be very very careful on how we on how we bring him back because we obviously had the same situation um, when he played in the, the European match as well, and then was out for a number of weeks and then playing in the cup final essentially aggravated that injury. So we want a fully fit Kyogo for the run-in and then going into next season as well. Um, but he's an absolutely spot on. Just just having him around, you know, you're, you're always boosted when your best players are, are available in some capacity. I think I think he will feature at some point. I, I, I don't think that Ange would make the big hoo-ha about him being fit and, and then not play him, um, or at least have him you know, featuring from the bench. I don't think he'll start, or maybe maybe it will be typical Ange, and that will be the the total uh, you know curveball that it, it does start him. But my my gut tells me he won't. But yeah, I, I think hopefully if, if we're if we're either winning the game or if we're, we're certainly in the game in the latter stages. I mean, can you imagine being a Rangers defender and? Having been at that sort of physical battle with the likes of Giacomacchus for 65, 70 minutes, and then just as you're trying to catch your breath, on comes uh, Kyogo. It's uh, it's not something I would necessarily relish, but um, listen, they're two completely different types of player. But as Franco says, yeah. Giacomacchus has stepped up to the plate in, in Kyogo's absence, and uh, which is why I think he deserves to start on on Sunday, um, and I think that would keep keep morale up for, for both players. Um, but hopefully both will feature both will go on the score 100% I love the wee comment that Lance made that a reporter I think he said to him would you risk for uh, I'm kind of paraphrasing but he said mm-hmm. would you risk for on Kyle going to a game of this magnitude he was like every game the nine end of the season is a cup final so there's pressure in every game mm-hmm. and he kind of plays their main games and tricks to say is he going to start is he come come off the bench which is fantastic from him but look guys we have to address one thing here before we move on we're sponsored this way by Manscaped yeah <laughs> Our show sponsors. We've got to that stage now. So this episode of the NSL's podcast is brought to you by Manscaped, the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision engineered tools for your family jewels and have engineered the ultimate groin and body trimmer by focusing on intelligent functionality and incredible comfort grooming experience. Their fourth-generation trimmer, the Lawnmower 4.0, has now launched all over Europe and features wireless charging, a cutting-edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents and comes with an additional guard size 1-4 to to fine-tune your trim and thanks to their advanced skin safe technology, you can now feel confident shaving your buzz. Buzz. <laughs> thanks, guys. I thought I was on the owner. So, so join over 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped. But that's an exclusive offer for you 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code CELTS at manscaped.com. And also, another thing to note off as well in addition, April is also Testicular Cancer Awareness Month. Testicular cancer is most common, cancer found among men, more commonly between the ages of 15 and 35. And in partnership with our sponsor and the Testicular Cancer Society, we want to help spread a very important message about early 
detection and self-screening to protect yourself against men's health issues and the cancer risk. You can get more information on self-screening and how to take a donation with any Manscaped purchase using the link in the description below, which I think is a fantastic cause. Everyone, just check yourself regularly, monthly, weekly. Just check down there. Get on the top of anything that seems wrong. Go to the doctors and stay safe. And I will move on again. To I'm never away from <laughs> um, Danny Boy comes in there. I'm not repeating that again. That's a mouthful, Danny. But, <laughs> but tell me, watch it back. <laughs> watch it back. On the on demand. We've got our new hub channel. But like, if you look, if, if you look at it, Ross, you're going into this game, right? We talked about the, the type of atmosphere the Parkhead creates on them special nights. We've seen that previous game was smashed them three 0 it was amazing. The atmosphere was electric. And one, one of my concerns is, I'll be honest, we go into this game, they get an early goal, the crowd up, and it's it's frantic, it's it's messy, it's carnage, they're shouting, they're booing. That can play on players. I don't care what anyone says. That, that could kind of play on players' minds. We have 700 fans, which, as I said, is a welcome return, but we need to get back to that type of uh, kind of fans that we had before. I think that works better for both clubs. This tip for Tat. They started, by the way, isn't great. We just need it back to full flow. Looking at it, is there any concern from you that the, the players that we have, if we go go down, maybe might find it hard? Um, well, uh, of course, there's a concern. That's why th- there's the nerves. That's why you get the nerves, because you, you, yeah. you think all sort of like situations that could arise. Uh, uh, but, I mean, again, as Ange alluded to in his conference, he said that he prepares the players for all situations that could arise in the match and they'll be ready. And But it doesn't matter. Like he, he say, I'm sure he said something along the lines of... What was it? I can't, I can't mind now, but <laughs> it was... It was oh, God, it's just right in my head. My head. <laughs> Smoking the blunts again, I think. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, no, but what uh, yeah. he's basically saying that he prepares the team for all situations that can arise in a match, and we just keep playing our football. And if we keep doing the things that we know and do best, then, like, we we could lose an early goal, but that like you could that's that was what he said you could lose a goal in like the, the first minute where it, it could be a shot that was deflected and there's not a lot you can do about it and panic can set in and you can think oh do we need to ch- change your approach here but you don't need to change your approach you just keep doing the things that you believe in and your philosophy and everything that he's been drilling into the team for mm-hmm. the, the whole season you, you don't veer for it and you, you you've got I've, that team has got the ability to come back into the game and I have every faith that if Celtic do lose an early goal that they can come back into the game but the stats say that certainly in the last 9 or 10 games that whoever loses the first goal in this this game tends to lose the match yep. uh, so I mean you've got to be wary of it but Celtic are going to start fast, there's absolutely no doubt about it Rangers you would expect they'll start fast as well. So there'll be spaces opened up and I think there'll be hell of a lot of chances created by both both teams yeah, in that first yeah. 20 minutes. And it's basically whoever's got to be the most clinical. I know that sounds a pretty obvious statement to make, mm-hmm. who's the most clinical will win the game. But 
at the end of the day, that, that there's going to be chances made by both teams. There's not a great deal between them, uh, and it's a it's ninety minutes of football. Anything can happen. I believe Celtic right now are in a better moment in Rangers. Uh, there's probably for me slightly got the edge, but then you take into account, like you said, they've got the home fans behind them, stuff like that. But again, if 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 Celtic get the early goal. Or Rangers don't get an early goal and it goes on maybe 20 minutes, half an hour. Their fans will start getting onto them and it will become very toxic very quickly. And it's whether their players can handle that then. I believe the Celtic players can handle pretty much anything that's thrown at them on Sunday. That's not to say that they'll win the game. But I'm just, I'm really confident in this group of players and I think if Celtic turn up and play to their top level and Rangers bring their top level, I think Celtic should hopefully win the game. Yeah, on current form, I think we should, we should, well, in theory, win the game. But as we know, these derby games, the whole cliche thing, form does quite the window temporarily. But before I come down to any other contributors here, I want to go into the comments again. What I love seeing is people are having conversations among themselves, debating, which is great. I encourage that. It's like a wee community for us. We're getting to know you guys as you get to know us. And Ran Kelly asked a fantastic question. And don't for, don't don't worry, Ran, I haven't forgot it. I'm kind of keeping it in my back pocket for the end of the show. I thought it was a cracker mm-hmm. in terms of who could be a hero for, for us on uh, Sunday. I will come to that. And you, you look at it as well. Anthony, I'm much to agree here with Alistair. Yes, there's going to be there's going to be pressure, right? But for minute one, we need to we need to go at it. We need, as we did at Parkhead, we need to be up for the challenge. Like they'll be they'll be raised. They'll be going for that occasion. We have to match that energy. And in my my perfect example would be we'll have to beat that energy. As Anne's Postacoli says, we never stop, we don't stop. That applies massively to the start of this game, doesn't it? Yeah, it absolutely does. And you're, you're absolutely spot on. I think the thing with Ange Postacoglu, which is different from previous Celtic managers, is, and this isn't a criticism of him, but he, he, he does only have one way of playing. Ange Postacoglu does not set up any sides to sit in and soak up pressure and hope to catch teams on the break when you're away from home or anything like that. He, he, what we did to them in February, I, I fully expect Celtic to, that'll at least be the game plan to start the exact same way because that's essentially been the way we've tried to play since he's, since he's came in. Um, I think, and but obviously it's a game that you need cool heads in and I think mm-hmm. Especially in the middle of the park, I think Cal McGregor's going to be absolutely influential in making sure that uh, you know Rio Hatati has got all the talent in the world. Um, and the whole debate over that red card um, incident was was absolutely ridiculous. The way it was overblown, there was no way it was a red card. But that's not to say that what that situation has done is mean that you'll be under a microscope on Sunday. Yeah. Um, you don't do not give. Will he call him any excuse uh, to brandish needless yellows or needless reds? Because he'll do it in a heartbeat. He absolutely will. And um, that was what I felt we did so well in that game in February. We, the, the, you know, it's the old term, the game management of it. It was just sensational, especially in the first half, to watch how we ran over the top of them. We absolutely yeah. bulldozed them. Um, and, you know, it's obviously... And legend, you know, that that will always be the iconic uh, sort of moment of, you know, Barisic backtracking and backtracking and Kalmak, you know, calling him, uh, you know, that famous word. And that's the, 
That's the way for me, that's the way I would I would approach the game. And Ross is absolutely spot on. If the longer that game goes on, okay, they've maybe stemmed the bleeding among in their you know civil war that they're having at the moment by you know cancelling um, their, their appearance in this this tournament in November. But be under no illusion, it is warfare over there. You know, there's supporters groups arguing with supporters groups. Yep. There's board members arguing with board members. There's ex-criminal chairmen trying to say that they're, they'll throw money at something to, 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 so that they don't uh, get involved in um, tournaments and events. It is a complete and utter circus over there. And it's... Um, you know, but not not the not the nice pleasant circus that you take your, your you know your kids to for for a day out. It's it's uh, toxic, and you know we we are in control. If we go over there, keep the head down, get the job done. Um, you'll be amazed at what seven hundred uh, voices can sound like against forty nine thousand. Trust me. Yeah, hundred percent. And in the comments as well, Francis, I'm looking at it. Lanky sixty seven came with a great point. If the Rangers fans, I mean, it happens on both sides, but I mean, it's under microscope because it's at Ibrox. If they start singing inappropriate songs, toxic songs, get toxic with the players, the boo and all that type of thing, he's worried that could impact some of the players, which I agree with. I'm a grand come back with a point that's kind of up the list. I can't really get back to it. He said, hope Celtic don't give away too many free kicks on the wings because we're kind of vulnerable from that situation, which is, mm-hmm. I mean, we all see it in terms of set pieces. Where are you coming from in terms of the pressure type element and we need to cope with? Well, I think, like, with the fans, obviously, we did see in February, like, I think the fans been, it was all Celtic fans, it's, it's got to play the part, it's got to get you up for the game, so you, you shouldn't really need fans to get up for this game, but they'll certainly help in with being such a high percentage in Rangers' favour, you would suspect that the players will be, it'll give them that mm. a little bit more energy, but to totally flip it, if you, like what Ross Sampson, if you can ride it out there's no doubt I'd be surprised if Rangers don't start the game like 100 mil an hour and try and get us for the first 10-15 minutes and just catch us off guard like try and surprise us push us back and then get that early goal to keep the crowd on their side but if if we can somehow start how we've been starting games and we control it for the off or ride that wave out of their early attacks and then we start taking control of the game I'll, I the, the players could just like rise above everything and just show true character, show the characters are and say, look, we know everybody's against us. The, the world, essentially, the day is against us in, in this stadium. Let's let's rise above it. Let's prove who we are, like how good a team we are. And it, like the guy said, it could it could work in your favour. Just It could give you that little bit of energy, just seeing that the whole, yeah, there will be 700 fans, but in, in the main, everybody in that stadium is against you. And, Mm-hmm. You could do it, like I said, just go and go and show the character, go and show your ability, and then turn that, use that as a as a positive. And I think it's it'll be a nice, like it'll be so good just to hear how silent. Like if you can really silence that crowd, it'll be absolutely brilliant on Sunday, absolutely brilliant. You can yeah, just hear you know, Big Angie's team talk. The new, that's eh? what I was going Aye. to say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll bring it like that whole damn um, season ticket thing was introduced our advertisement and stuff and Francis is spot on that whole rise above it I mean I'll come to you all individually quickly but I'll come to yourself Anthony first that kind of speech thing that Anne's given that 1 minute 15 clip before a game what was it Hibs game was it, if it was I something think it was like that. that cup World final, cup final. Yeah, uh, the cup final. final 
what the I mean that there to me like I would you want to go and fight through brick walls him don't you yeah he's just he's got a, a way with words uh, so so the gaffer does and yeah when you when you're you're listening to it back you just think that's exactly if you were a football player going into a, a massive game it's exactly the kind of kind of speech you'd want to hear before um you know a game of that magnitude my personal favorite moment and it was when you know that I mean the guy had been in the job less than six months at that point and he's he's point about standing on the shoulders of the greats that's that's that was just bump material for me because yeah. in that such short space of time he gets it you know we, we, we say that about um and you know, similar to some of the other great managers that weren't necessarily Celtic wasn't their first love but you know their their life story kind of mirrors the story of Celtic themselves, and um, you just get he, he just gets it. He's he's. I, I, we've said that before. I, I think, um, and I'm not trying to. I'm just meaning in terms of the the right fit for the club. And you look at a, a guy like Jurgen Klopp at Liverpool. It's just like you, I can't, I've never understood why you know there's still the the, the odd chat about him perhaps going elsewhere after Anfield. Jurgen Klopp for me is just tailor made for that Liverpool job. And I think in a similar yeah. fashion, and for us as well, just to, just to his, his makeup and his character and his background. And uh, yeah, I hope he's here for many years to come, like Ross said, and uh, keeping that trophy cabinet nice and full. Yeah, it was a space that you listened to it, reading the comments, obviously under the Twitter post, and all the engagement was fans saying how much it made them feel good. So you can actually imagine the players. There's probably goosebumps and they're ready to go out there and fight. But um. Kenny, who's watching on, he confirmed he's going to be one of the 700 at the game. Mm. Hope you stay well and keep safe there as well, especially in that atmosphere and sing your heart out too. But one thing, Kenny, do us a favour. Try and tell all that 700 crowd, crowd about the NSL's podcast. Get them on our YouTube channel. <laughs> <laughs> like, subscribe. Good man, yeah. good man. Got to sure, take the opportunity. Sure, sure far and wide because we appreciate the support. It's, it's fantastic and stay well again, Kenny, at the, at the game. And I wish I was going to be fair. But Ross, before we move on, listen that there, the speech, how did it make you feel? Well, I listened to it after my dinner last night and I've now got a Ross-shaped hole in my wall that I need to repair <laughs> next week. <laughs> ah, it, was a, it was a pretty special speech slash team talk. Mm. Uh, I, I was just shivers, absolutely buzzing off it. You can only imagine how the players must have felt. Uh, there, was, uh, there was one that was released that had a bit of footage uh, and I don't know if any seen that, but it was Cal McGregor was walking up and doing the changing room, and he was talking about I can't even mind the exact words, but he was talking about playing our football and doing, and he just talks like the manager. Now he he uses he paraphrases him, he uses all the same kind of speech, even in his conference today, he keeps going on about playing our football and stuff like that. And he he was obviously doing that he's bit in the, the changing room, and that, that, I don't know if that was before or after the Ange speech, but. I just like Anthony said that when he was talking about standing in the shoulders of giants eh, or standing in the shoulders of greats for the mm-hmm. past who 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 done, who achieved the biggest achievement they all he says and you will stand on their shoulders and be a little bit taller and I liked that he said and when you come back in having won that trophy you'll be mm-hmm. standing a little bit taller with what you achieved. And I was like, he's basically telling them, you're winning this trophy. But Ken, you're going out there and you're winning this. Don't even think about losing or drawing. You'll come back in with that trophy. 
he's just like I alluded to earlier. I think we've got a world class coach, and we we didn't know it, and and nobody knew he was world class. But I think I think we all know it now. Hundred percent. The one player he took that thing talk on board was definitely Kyogo, and he's back in the score, which is fantastic to see. I can just imagine as we translator going, <laughs> go get up for the so game. I, I love how just it, it doesn't shout. It's it's quiet. It's, it's no shouting it in their face and bawling like having to like, yeah. try and get them up. It's it's calm it, and composed and stuff. Uh, uh, how he uses language is mm-hmm. tremendous. He, 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 he says the right things at the right moment, <laughs> Mister Dunn. There, <laughs> words for. <laughs> but aye, he, he does. He just he, he picks the right words and the right phrases at the right moments. It he, he just he's just it kind of seems basic. It, it seems basic things that he's saying, but it's, it's really as just like you say, it's the right things like and stuff, and just how he's saying it. Like, no aye. shout. There's no shouting at him, shouting balls at his face. Aye, that. but there's there's a, a a confidence, but no an mm. arrogance and mm. what he's yeah. saying, whatever he says. It's it's that old cliche, isn't it? Life experience, and he's had plenty of it. He's been in an adversity challenge before in Japan and mm. Australia with the national team, so he knows what he's talking about. He's not coming in as Anthony <coughs> said, giving cliche quotes, putting them on walls. He's speaking from his experiences. It's not fake. Mm. It's all real. Mm. He doesn't proclaim to love Celtic Football Club as many other managers before him have. He's there for it. He, he wants to do well for this club. And I echo everyone. I want him to stay for years. I really do. Pending mm-hmm. on success, but pending on success. Let's hope everything mm-hmm. goes well. But coming to yourself, Anthony, we'll move into the game a wee bit. A lot of key battles everywhere. I'll give you one to start off with. One of my key battles is we need to stop Rangers and their, their wing, like their fullbacks, so Tavernier and Barisic. If we nullify them, Yes, Kent could be an issue, but if, usually if you take away them, there's not really much going forward. I know Hadzi's still out, the, the creative playmaker, and they'll have Rebo and stuff, but get into that game, where do you think some key battles are, even if it's what we have to stop, not necessarily what they have to stop for us? Yeah, I mean, Tavernier's delivery, the, um, especially, you know, set pieces and f- from crosses, he, he's absolutely brilliant at that. You can't take that away from him. Um, but again, he's, he's one of those players that, if you, like you say, if you nullify it early on, He's not one of these players. He has. I always think T- Tavernier's got to start well, and he, if he doesn't, um, then he, he can tend to fall out again quite quickly. Kent's obviously the biggest danger. There's, there's no getting away for that. Um, I had seen a thing that Ramsey might be fit, but I wasn't sure if that was an April Fools or not. Um, but <laughs> but uh, you know, and there's no doubt. You know, he's he's a talented player as well. I mean, he's not quite the you know the Bobby Charlton slash you know Diego Maradona slash Pele that we've been you know, been accustomed to is the way the Scottish press have been bigging him up. But it's no doubt he's got a, a bit of ability. But I think as Ross alluded to earlier, most of these games it always comes down to the middle of the park. And and I think in Callum McGregor we've got one of these. He's almost been given a new lease of life with the captaincy. He's got so much experience in these games, but now having that extra responsibility of you, you're you're the sort of you know the lieutenant on the general on the pitch sort of thing. Is he's got to make sure that he makes sure that other guys around him that will be maybe experiencing this for the first time. You know, I mean, don't get wrong. The likes of Maeda. Etc. They always look like quite calm characters anyway, but they've got to make sure that they keep their discipline. And you know, again, it does sound quite cliche when you're when you're individual battles, but and and, and we've absolutely got to take our chances as well. Um, but I think I think McGregor's going to be absolutely 
massive for us. Um, and I just, I, you know, he's, I don't know what it's about that mask, but he, he's just seemed to have went up a level since he's put it on. Um, <laughs> I hope, I, I don't know if it might just become one of what a novelty thing and he might just wear it um, for, for the rest of his career. Um, but yeah, he's certainly, he's not put a foot wrong since he's put the mask on. And um, yeah, well, hopefully he, he leads us to a successful Sunday afternoon. Uh, what a captain he's proved to be this season. I think you're 100% right. And Lanky67 makes a great point here, Francis. If we shut down Tav and Barisic and Kent, they'll play for a Rebo and Kamara, which will benefit us in midfield. It opens up the space. So if the way we stop them, if they try and counter-press it or do something different, we can always take advantage, can't we? Oh, again, it's like you said, Stephen, as well. Like Tavernier going forward is, is a real danger. Stuff. So <clears> if, without getting on the team, I think that's why I... I had stuck my head because I think he going backwards my head is just as good as he is going forward. So I think that like what Anthony's saying, you nullify Tavern is you take away a lot for Rangers if you, you they do like going keeping it wide and getting cross yeah. balls in. So if you can if you can push their 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 wing backs back like with them in February, you're you're on, you're, you're on starting on the uh, sort of the right path, so to speak. You're, He's getting a, a grip of the game, but it is like these games always seem to be won in the midfield. It, it is just it just seems to be as it's who wins that battle in the midfield. And I think now a long way, like guys like Katati and McGregor, who I'm not saying they like getting the, the boot in, but they're not shy of tackle, they like mm-hmm. they like that side of the game as well. But they've got legs, so they've got the engine to run about and cover cover like the their space and things like that and even Rogic now I, th- I feel is actually like getting a wee bit more physical and is liking a bit of challenge so I think for me I think it's the midfield is where that game's got to get uh, get won or lost I think it's it just seems to be the nature of that game and the way the midfield are, are playing now whichever three well it's Callum McGregor and which other two plays along with him I've, every combination just seems to be working right now, so if I do, I, do, I honestly just can't cannot see how a full midfield play the potential. I just cannot see how we lose that game on Sunday. Yeah, I, I hope. I hope. I, hope, I mean, Valster come in there and say great point, friendly. He agrees with you. I do as well. <laughs> the midfield battle is vital, and Kenny alluded to it as well, saying midfield is a worry. And the ground the back in here. Hope Hart doesn't go walkies. He hates that pen out <laughs> in the back. He, he, he hates that. To be fair, sometimes it puts me up the shitter as well. But it's the way Anne's post the Cogs to play. And coming to yourself, Ross, you said Kent was a worry. There's people in here saying your elevates. James has that had him in his back pocket, which was true in the Parkhead game. But we know Kent can can produce a good performance. He's done it in Europe. Yes, there's all that kind of joke going around that Carter Vickers has scored more goals on this season, blah, blah, blah. But without the likes of Hadji, Morelos, he'll be their go-to, especially if we stop their their fullbacks. Where else do you think there could be another battle on the pitch? Um, well, I, I think that a, a good battle will be probably the, their two centre halves against um, Giacomacus if he starts, mm-hmm. which I think he will. Um, and like Franny's alluded to, I think I would start Maeda out in the left <clears throat> because. A tavernier to try and nullify him. Uh, on the other side, there's a couple of guys mentioned, uh, like obviously Baris, Barisic. 
I, I don't think Barisic will start because I think that he had an absolute nightmare at Parkhead in that first half. He did. I think they'll, they'll, they'll start with Bassey. He's, he's, well, I've not watched a lot of Rangers, but anything I've seen him, I've been quite impressed with him. Uh, he's he probably not got the delivery like a Barisic, but certainly defensively he's better. But uh, I going back to Kent, he, he definitely worries me. His numbers this season are no great, but in terms, it's not always about numbers and assists for me. He can affect the game in different ways. Okay, he's maybe not getting that final pass, that assist, but he's 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 making runs, he's running with the ball and opening up spaces for other guys, and he, he can really take defences to the cleaners sometimes, and then it allows other guys to pick up the ball, get get wee break-offs eh, off of his run, and then the space opens up. Yep. So he's a very dangerous I player, and I, I totally agree, like, Juranovic did have him in his back pocket in that last game, and I love Juranovic, but it was one game, he had him in his back pocket, this is another game, it's a different game again, yep. he might not have him in his back pocket, Juranovic might not have a great game, it, these are the, 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 the sort of trepidation that you've got, you just, it's the unknown. What a word, man. What a word. <laughs> 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 but, uh, it's it's the unknown. So uh, again, Kent could have a stinker again. You just don't know. But look, look, I think it just comes down to all the individual battles. Really, you could you could say there's there's key battles. I think every duel between every player is key, and yeah. if we win the majority of them, then will hopefully be in for a good day. It's, it's just how how it works, isn't it, really? Yeah, 100%. <laughs> I think it's quite it's going to be quite exciting to see Miela pressing up Tav, isn't it? Because Tav will get a, a minute on the ball, and then you've got Judd on the right, potentially either Bassi or Barisic. He's going to contend with them. Type of pressing, as, as you rightly said, Yakimakis. I, I think he'll just totally... He'll dominate the two centre-halves, in my opinion. He'll, 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 he'll occupy them mm-hmm. all day. Yeah, I, I, know, I know that people say Connor Goldson... It's one of the best defenders in the SPFL for a play, probably is. But to me, that Jack Amakis is just probably going to outsmart him street smarts, and he has that in abundance. You see it with his goals. He's in the right places at the right times, and he's come on the form too, back-to-back hat-tricks. What more can you want? But coming to yourself, Franny, I'll start with you here. We're going to do line-up with score predictions, right? And then we're going to move on to another really separate thing after that Ryan Kelly brought up at the start of the show. But I kind of need the line-ups done first. So give me both line-up with score predictions, Franny. What are you going for? The back five picks itself, Stephen, for me. It's got to be Hart with Juranovic and Taylor's right and left with Carter Vickers and uh, Starfield in there. The midfield three, if you pick Beaton in there, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't argue against you, but for me, I think <coughs> I've got to go, I'd have to go McGregor, Hatate. I'm going to stick with Rogic because I think he's going to be fit to play. I was. I think when we spoke about it last week, I was, I was where Rogic obviously went off injured, so I wasn't too sure if it's got to be early, but I'm going to stick with, with Rogic and then I can't I can't see why you would change that front three, Yakimakis through the middle and Maeda and your either side. I just think they seem to, they're working well now and Yakimakis is, like we said, he's, he's on fire, he's full of confidence and yet Conor Goldson might be one of the best defenders in the league but he'll know he needs to be on his game for every minute that uh, Jack and Marcus is on that part. Because like you said, Stephen, he likes to get in. He always seems to get his cell in the right position at the right time yeah. for, for cross balls and things like that. So, Goldson can't just 
like he can't take a minute off, can't take any, or he, he could get punished. So, uh, yeah, I, 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 that front three for me has to start. 100%. Score prediction? Got to be confident. I, I know I wasn't very confident last season, many times predicting this game, but I'm, I'm <laughs> going to go 3-1 Celtic. 100%. And Lanky67 has come in. I'll read his one out here. Hart, Uranovides, Carter Vickers, Starfeld, Taylor, Cal McHatati, O'Reilly, Jala, Yakimakis, Mieta. 4-1. Another confident one, like you, Franny. Usually you're very, what's that What's that word, comfortable 2-0, but you've, uh, you've moved away from it recently. Bugger it, eh? Bugger it. And Anthony, happy with your, be- your best shot, the, the coin, the song. Let's go line up the score. Um, <laughs> it, it's like, I was just trying to make a mental note there. If, if Franco's team, my, it would, that would be my team with the exception. I would, I, I wasn't, I didn't think Rogic was going to be fit. I've not seen Andy's full press conference today, so I wasn't sure if he was going to be fit or not. So I had O'Reilly in there in space of Rogic, mm. but apart from that, it was, it was the same team. Um, I just I think that Rogic and O'Reilly is quite interchangeable at the minute, but I think at the moment and on forum and in terms of match fitness, that's that's our strongest team, um, which is incredible when you think of the players that aren't in there. You know, you think of Abada, Forrest, Kyogo. You know, it's, it's incredible, really. Um, but yeah, the exact same team as Franco, just with, with O'Reilly um, rather than Rogic. And um, I'll say a hassle-free two now. <laughs> he's on it and then Ryan Kelly's come in here Ross Moore come to yourself same back five for me Rosie's going to ride with Kalmak Hatate Yakimak I said between Abada and Mieta quite interesting our Ryan where's Jada maybe come back to me and tell me why you wouldn't Again, start Jada Every, everyone has different opinions yeah everyone has different opinions and Ross right. I've had a lot of people throw in Ralston to start a wee curveball for yourself maybe to think about but what are you going with the team and score um, well, I sort of alluded to in the last pod, or I don't know if it's the last, but certainly a recent pod, uh, about how Ralston probably gets used more in the away games. Um, mm. But for me, Ibrox, I think Juranovic is their best right back. You've, yeah. you've got to, you've got to play Juranovic. So for me, it's it's the same as Franny, uh, exact same team. I don't. That front three, you just can't change it. The midfield three, again, you could make a case for Beaton just to try and protect the back four a bit more. But I don't think Angel set up that way. Uh, I think he's he said that he, he'll go out to win the game. And, and it's an opportunity where if Celtic can win the game, they almost take the league title away for Rangers. Mm-hmm. Uh, Aye. And, yeah. and as, like, as good as. So... I think he'll, he'll go with Hatate eh, and McGregor and eh, Rogic. But again, if if he played O'Reilly in front of Rogic, I wouldn't be adverse to it. Again, it comes down to options. There's loads, and it, you, like you can see everybody pitting different teams everywhere, and it, it just like shows how how many options we've got. We talk about it all the time, is but you can't exactly what like you said. It's aye. good to see ah, well, different lineups, go, and that aye. says a lot. But for me, mm-hmm. aye, it's the, the 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 usual back four: Hart, the midfield three, Hitati, McGregor, and Rogic, and then Maeda on the left, Giacomakis through the middle, and uh, Jota on the right. And, and score uh, prediction? Score: I'm going to go three to Celtic. I think there'll be goals in this. <laughs> so yeah, 
Yeah. Brian Kelly comes yeah. in back to me. Jada joins Ralston in the honourable mentions to start then, Stephen. That's fair enough. Everyone has different opinions. And then Kevin has come in and said already will be the best player we have bought in a long, long time. I totally agree. And it was great to see him get his uh, minutes for Denmark on the 21s in terms of be- being recognised in the international setup. I would go myself personally. Hart, Uralovides, Carter Vickers, Starfelt, um, Taylor, McGregor, Hatate, O'Reilly. Just think O'Reilly offers you more in, in the press. That's my opinion. Mm-hmm. Jada on the right. Jada on the right. Giacomagas and Mieta. And for me, the score... I'm much like Ross. I, I go for a free too. I think there'll be there'll be goals, there'll be entertainment, there'll be there'll be a, there'll be a cracking game. Hundred right percent. I'll take it, right, I'll take I'll it take the it. final whistle, but my heart wouldn't yeah. take it in the ninety minutes. <laughs> <laughs> as long as we're up maybe three nothing and they get two late goals or something. Oh, okay. John Wa- John Walkersman by quarter to two on a Sunday. All this will be irrelevant. Three 0 to us. Six points clear. If it was yeah, easy yeah. as that, it'd be fantastic. Yes, we'll take it. <laughs> and coming to yourselves individually, Tuts and Kilgo one more time here before we close off the show with Rand's point. You look at it. Oh, McGrandon comes back in. Great point. Do the boys think Rangers are going to penalty? Oh. I think we've got. Uh, Who have we got on the. the Willie Collins. I've got. I think I got 38 minutes in the penalty. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even. Uh, I need them to sweep. <laughs> I would not well, there's, only, there's only three things certain in life death, Rangers no paying their taxes, and Rangers getting a penalty. <laughs> <laughs> and to come to you, yourselves individually here, Ross, come to yourself first. What part do you think Kyogo will play in the game? Um, well, it depends how the game's going, but I think probably Andrew will have it, and he said that he'll come on at some point, whether we're still in the game, ahead in the game slightly behind the game. He's going to feature at some point. I think you'll, you'll probably see him coming on 60-70 minute mark to affect the game in whichever way is needed at that point. Yeah. Uh, and I'm confident that whichever way we need him to affect the game, he'll come on and he will affect the game as he did in the cup final. Whether he's 100% fit or not, the ability's there and he'll get a chance. And if he gets a chance, he'll take it. Yeah, 100%. Jed Thomas comes in here. If Celtic score first, the Rangers will definitely get a penalty. I mean, we all know what's going to happen at some point in, in oh, these games aye. this season. And yourself, Anthony, Kyogo, it's mind-boggling to think that we can call upon Kyogo, Abada, Turnbull, whoever it may be, Rodgers, if he's on the bench, to come on and affect the game now, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's, guys have spoke about it on a couple of podcasts before as well, just about the squad depth at the moment. Um, but, and we've got to be wary of that as well I mean there's been, we've touched on there's been plenty of times I've went to derbies when we've been very much in terms of personnel available Rangers have had very much a full strength team to choose from and we've been you know you know, down to the bare bones but came away with something for the game so it's important we keep all that and like, like Ange says just focus on doing, doing our football and, and not to get too distracted with everything but I don't like, like you say, I mean, probably the way Anja's, you know, we've all picked the team there and Kyogo <laughs> did the start, but you can, you can just see it now. He'll probably be up front. Gucci will be in the middle of the park. Mikey Johnson yeah. will be out in the left. And he'll, he'll just be completely not what we've picked. But um, oh, yeah, I, I think at the moment, I think he won't start the game. I think he'll, um, he'll feature from the bench at some point. And uh, hopefully it's when we're you know, two, three up and coasting and uh, he can just go on yep. and, you know, have a wee kick about and get his sharpness up for uh, for the big games. 
Yeah, big games. I love how you said that. That's, that's class. But like, ninety sixty seven comes in here. There's a lot of love for Gucci in the comments. He'll be superb for us when he's fully fit. I, I tend to agree with that. He does look a good prospect. And coming to yourself, Francis, to round it off of Kyogo, what part do you think you play for me personally? I think you'll probably come on around 75 minutes. The last minutes of the game, keep that press going, keep that energy high. If I'm, at, if I'm in Postacoglu's mindset, that's where I'm at. But as Anthony said, he could be totally off the cuff. Like, yeah, I think I'm, I'm like you. I think he's, he's definitely, I think, got to be on the bench. Otherwise, why is Postacoglu kind of been so public about his mm. availability? So I'd be really, really surprised if he starts. But I, I think, like what Ross was saying, it may just depend on how the game's going. Obviously, if, if Rangers are some fingers crossed, they're maybe winning the game two 0 three 0 Like, there's probably not, there's no point bringing Kyle going. So I think, I think he'll be on the bench just simply if if required, Stephen. Like if we're needing a goal to maybe get, to try and get like a draw, or get the win, or just maybe to, to see out the game, like you're saying, seventy five eighty minutes, just to keep the press up high up the park and that keep the energy in the team, but. Mm-hmm. I, personally, I think it, it'll and and just as it'll be as simple as just depending on how the game is going, how Kyogo for me will get used. Yeah, hundred percent agree. And just to end the show, guys, we used to end on a quiz, but Ryan Kelly came in, came in with a question at the start of the show, which I kind of kept my back pocket. So it was a, a question of sorts, and I'll start with Francis first. He wants to know who do we think could be. The, an unlikely hero for us in in the this derby game come up. I mean, he, he mentioned Hatate come on started that game. We didn't expect him to do much. He banged in two goals. Who do you think could play a pivotal role? Maybe not the obvious choices, but if you want to go there, that's fine. But who do you think? Starfelt to get his first goal, and I think that will mean every person that start played a game will have scored so far this season. Oh, just I love <laughs> Starfelt. What, what a guy! What 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 performances he's putting in? I like to mean, but after yourself, who do you think it could be an unlikely hero? Uh, well, I think we've been speaking so much about Yakamakis and, and how well Maida's uh, come on to a game in the last few weeks that, incredibly, uh, sort of Jota's not really been mentioned as much recently. He's just, you know, maybe it's just because we're so used to his, his brilliance. So I think, um, I was going to say what Franco says, but I thought <laughs> better, better not in terms of duplication. So I think we're, we're due a, one of those days where Jota just, just turns it on and uh, i I really think, you know, if, if he starts and if he's in the mid, I think he could do some serious damage uh, to that Rangers back line. So I'm, go- I'm going to go for, rather than just a Jota 7-8 out of 10, I'm going for a total performance for Jota on Sunday. Great sight. And Ross, yourself, where are you thinking this hero's coming from? Yeah. Gregory Taylor. <laughs> 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 Three assists. <laughs> Three assists, one of them a goal. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, Alistair yeah. wants to know whose house is the NSL's title party at on Sunday? It's actually Ross's. Nah, that's way. Ross is hosting. Ross is hosting. <laughs> <laughs> How many uh, kegs have you got in for the boys? There's six kegs, two cases of beer, and uh, a, wee, in a, pear tree. a wee optics selection. Going to be a fantastic day if we get the victory as well. Brian Kelly, who asked the question, he says you'll go with Ranovich. Me, myself, I mean, personally, if you're thinking unlikely, you're going Carter Vickers, Starfelt, Ranovich, that type of player. But the most likely, in my opinion, are the hero to come off the bench, Kyogo. We we couple of goals 
that'd be good for him, wouldn't it? <laughs> Come, Coming back. Oh, but look, guys, this is the end of our Derby preview show. Have you enjoyed it? Totally. Just even more. Not more buzzing for the game. Uh, absolutely. It's um, got us right in the mood for the game now on Sunday. Just can't wait for um, for, for the match to start. I'm actually I'm up, up in the village early on Sunday because it's uh, my, my dad was 65 during the week there, and we're, we're getting the Sunday mass at 10 o'clock. So it's like you know, he's getting a. He's getting a shout out at the chapel on Sunday, so we're all going yeah. to be there dressed in a Sunday vest. Ah, and uh, so we'll, we'll kind of celebrate that. And then it'll be a quick trip to Cons for our own sausage and then up to Casa de Muir for, uh, for all the <laughs> Sunday morning. I'll have been running about with my pineal and doing all my cleaning and heating up my pies. <laughs> is, it a, is it a pie and beans from the Clansman? Oh, no, you don't put beans on pies. That's what Bobby does, Bobby, isn't it? The clans were still game, though. Aye, look at Bobby, though. I'd be asking questions about him. <laughs> but look, I mean, I mean, do you guys thanks for coming on? It's been a fantastic show. I, I know to the viewers, it's been a later start, but again, coincidence and things, things happen, work life, personal life, and stuff like that. We thank everyone for staying with us. All the comments have been absolutely fantastic. As I said, people get talking to each other, getting to know each other in the comments. It's great to see debates in there, as on the podcast as well. People get involved. We all appreciate all the support. And hopefully when we're back on Tuesday, we are discussing a win. And until then, stay well and keep safe. Hail, hail.